Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. The top 10 traits that make up the entrepreneur's mindset. Now, I've been doing research for 12 years on this. I've wanted to have one episode, one piece, which explores fully and thoroughly the top traits of the entrepreneur's mindset. I've got some definitions. I've got some things that um, from research, I've put many posts out in communities that have entrepreneurs in them and people who are starting up and people who are still working and want to be an entrepreneur and people who even hate the word entrepreneur. I've done a lot of research. I've collated a lot of words that people think it takes to be an entrepreneur. Um, And then I've taken my experience uh, and put it down into 10 traits, which I think sum up the entrepreneur's mindset. So hopefully this episode will be uh, solid. All right. So um, the official definition of an entrepreneur is a person who sets up a business taking on financial risks in the hope of profit. So they take on the financial risks that maybe an employee does not take. And obviously their goal is to make profit. Uh, So it's okay for you to make money. uh, And many artists and creatives don't have a good enough relationship with money. Uh, And in that regard, you could call them creative, but you couldn't call them an entrepreneur if they're not making reasonable profit. Now, I've taken a more real world definition. So um, I think an entrepreneur solves problems for profit and growth, creates products, services and solutions that matter, make a difference and make money. So let's compare official with more real world. So official is a person who sets up a business or businesses taking on financial risks in the hope of profit. A a real world example from my 12 years of experience and a lot of research is an entrepreneur, someone who solves problems for profit and growth, creates products, services and solutions that matter, make a difference and make money. Okay, Uh, so in working terms, then. The opposite of an entrepreneur is an employee. So an employee, by reverse definition, does not assume any risk. They take less risks and they execute the tasks that the entrepreneur creates, uh, gives out, that they assume the risk upon which they take the responsibility for. So the entrepreneur mindset, therefore, is the opposite of the employee mindset. Now, I'm going to give you a load of words that entrepreneurs and anti-entrepreneurs and employees say makes up entrepreneurs. And then I'm going to give you these 10 traits collated. Okay, so self-belief, self-awareness, determination, focus, open-minded, self-motivated, enthusiasm, mental grip, thick skin, drive, eagerness. So that's the mindset. That's the collated Uh, data sets, if you like, that people commonly agree. Traits are hunger, solving problems, a visionary, an ability to sell, 
passionate, uh, perspective, possibility, focus, growth, never giving up, not following the herd, creativity, commitment, consistency, speed of implementation, a giver, someone who's disciplined, someone who gets excited, can be impulsive, um, can adapt and be innovative. Okay, on the self-awareness front, a willingness to take feedback, someone who desires to enjoy uh, themselves, resilient, persistent, forward-thinking, adaptable, self-educated, but they can self-sabotage, um, they, they take calculated risks, they can be patient, but also persistent uh, and impatient, often lifelong learner, um, they hunger for knowledge, they execute, they have drive, they express themselves, and they know how to prioritise. Okay, right. So Charlotte's asked me to repeat that list. I'm not, I'm not going to do that on purpose because that is the opinion of people in entrepreneurial groups. I've got a lot of experience of being an entrepreneur and I'm still learning. I've been in it 12 years. I've made tens of millions of pounds. I've met many millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs, startups, scale-ups, masters, disasters, beginners, winners. So I have collated these 10 definitions. I think they're worthy of remembering uh, and me taking some time over. Um, so the first is they have an increased appetite for risk. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to accept the fact that you have to have an increased appetite for risk. No one's paying your mortgage. No one's looking after you. Uh, and you have to embrace that. And that can be scary. And entrepreneurs, they're not born that way. They take that on. They assume more risk. And as they take more risk, it's not ridiculous risk and it's not too risky. Um, but it's it. I think wise entrepreneurs are um, iterative, increased risk. The second thing then is they're prepared to be uncomfortable, uh, to explore the unknown and to, in some ways, therefore, try to predict the future. So employees and there's nothing wrong with employees, by the way, I'm not saying that this is right or wrong. Uh, because actually, a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs, you should be employees. You should get yourself um, employed by a really brilliant entrepreneur and grab on their coattails and just go along for the ride and make a few million quid as the top dog in the company behind the entrepreneur or be the entrepreneur, which has these entrepreneurial traits. But you don't want to assume the risk and you don't have the same appetite. So I'm just, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like, you've got to be an entrepreneur. You're a loser unless you're an entrepreneur in the circles that we all spend our time in. I don't believe that's the case. I think you should be self-aware to know which one is right for you. OK, so no one likes to be uncomfortable, let's be honest. But entrepreneurs are prepared to get out of their comfort zone, push them, sell when they're not comfortable selling, do personal branding and get themselves out there and maybe do marketing and that pushes them, you know, th th them to grow and to feel that they're not quite ready to, to be perfect later, to know that they're never the finished article. They're going into the unknown because no one is paying their bills or their overheads. They don't know if this product's going to work. They could spend years on it and it come to nothing. They could be an inventor, a designer, a creator who spends years, years and years developing something and no guarantee. Um, but because they create these meaningful products and services and solutions that matter uh, and solve problems for people and make their lives faster, easier and, be and better, they've got to a certain to a certain degree desire to try to predict the future i.e. this thing that I'm building that isn't ready yet. I know you're going to love. I know you're going to love it so much. I'm going to sell it to you, even though it's not ready yet. And that takes a certain amount of courage, conviction, sometimes a bit of delusion. And to a certain degree, like I said, I was trying to predict the future. The third thing, then, the entrepreneur strives for growth and progress. 
They get bored, frustrated and impatient, sitting still and staying still. To them, lack of growth is just not standing still, it's decaying. It can be death, it's frustration, it's boredom, it's all this self-talk. You know, they, they, they can then have this, like I am now, this like relentless random energy that they throw all over the place. Now that can be like that it's inside them, many entrepreneurs have it inside them. But that can also be a learned thing, a developed thing. So you strive for growth, you strive for progress. Um, you, you sort of almost have this sadistic nature of growth, whereby you love it, you want it, you breathe it in, you have the courage and the conviction to go do it, you enjoy it, you need it in your life, it feeds your hunger, it, it gives you importance, but you still hate problems and you still hate challenges like everybody else. And you have these days where you're like, why am I going through this? Why don't I have the easy life? But you transcend that because you know the positives outweigh the negatives for you as the entrepreneur. So I, for example, I've learned to have this sort of sadistic, sadomasochistic relationship with problems. The problems happen. I'm like, why is it happening to me? Why now? But I'm immediately like, come on, this is what I'm here for. I love this. I'm going to fix this. Most people won't fix a problem like this. They can't. When I fix it, I'm going to feel good about it. The happiness is going to be bigger. The importance is going to be bigger. I'm going to be more of a leader. I'm going to inspire more people solving this big problem. So stop being a little bitch and go and fix this big problem. Oh, but I don't really like it. Oh, come on, don't be a little bitch. And it's just like on and on and on this dialogue in my head. Um, they say sometimes we have to be a little bit crazy to be an entrepreneur and go into this um, unknown. Okay, then the fourth thing is you're prepared not to know it all yet. You're a forever student. You're continually learning. You're embracing and seeking feedback. You're tweaking and iterating all the time. You're prepared to get perfect later. You're prepared to start now. And you're prepared that you never know it all, but you're good enough starting out and you'll figure it as you go. And then when you figure it out, you'll probably move the goalposts on yourself anyway. And you'll probably still never quite be the finished article. And the entrepreneur dances with that. They don't necessarily like it, you know, but they'll dance with that. They'll embrace that. They'll start now. They'll get perfect later. OK, the sixth thing is they'll develop self-awareness. Now, notice a lot of the things I'm saying are prepared to develop, strive for. I'm not saying born with, does, is natural to. Some of these traits are more natural to some than others, and some are more learned in previous roles or sports or careers than others. But at the very least, the entrepreneur, because you might consider yourself an entrepreneur if you've made no money and you're starting up today. And I say good on you if you embrace all these traits and you're prepared to develop and learn them. So the sixth one is developing a self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is one of the hardest but most important traits and skills that you can ever do. Um, and so uh, self-awareness is knowing and owning your strengths and not being weak or overly humble about it, um, but also um, knowing your weaknesses and leveraging them and not being overly, not having hubris or delusion, not surrounding yourself with yes people to feed the ego. So this balanced self-awareness of knowing, your, knowing what you know and knowing what you don't, being this humble student in what you don't know, but co confidence and conviction and courage and persistence and relentlessness on the things that you do know and no one can talk you down on that. And then you leverage out all of your weaknesses and you work on your strengths. Um, number seven, then. Oh, I can hear my wife's just come home. Hi, honey. 
Um, so you embrace letting go. You embrace that someone else has got to take on the tasks for you. The admin, the jobs you used to do. You can't do everything. If you want to grow and scale, you have to let go. Uh, you have to leverage. You have to lead. Um, you can't interfere with people doing jobs that you've given them, even though you want to. They're not going to be as good as you. You have to get rid of this perfectionism and everything done just so. That's one of the hardest things uh, in growth. That, uh, that most entrepreneurs struggle with or don't embrace. Uh, and when you can, you know, I have this little saying, in order to grow, you must let go. Uh, and on a, day, on a daily basis, um, I see people struggling with training staff, hiring staff, giving them good jobs, letting them uh, make mistakes, get on with it, do it their way. Um, uh, but every entrepreneur is like, Richard Branson's got five PAs, so he's let go of admin, not just one, but five times. Um, Andy Murray hi hired Ivan Lendl and he became, you know, his tennis game went through the roof. Um, so, you know, Walmart have 2.3 million staff. Um, I can't think of a business that scaled where the entrepreneur does everything. They don't. In fact, the more admin they have to do, the less they'll be able to scale. Okay, eight then. It, you deal with uh, and you wrestle with being and feeling alone. So as an entrepreneur, you'll have in a doubt. You're the leader at the top. So who supports you? You support your staff. You support your admin. You pay all these people. You take on all the risk. Who's, who's supporting you? Okay, you might be smart and get a mentor and a coach and have good friends around you, but you can feel alone. Those days can be dark where you doubt yourself and you don't know if you've got anyone to talk to. You have this inner turmoil if you're doing the right thing and can you afford it and will it go wrong and, you know, am I a fraud and all these inadequacies. But you deal with it, you embrace it, you master it, you transcend it, you find ways of getting mentors, getting, getting in support groups, getting in communities, not bottling it in, but sharing it, being vulnerable, being honest um, and figuring it out. Um, and, you know, like someone even said to, to me today in a community, do I ever feel alone and get depressed in business? Well, um, I wouldn't say depressed. Um, I def definitely say uh, I have two or three weeks a year where I'm getting close to depressed. Um, but I would certainly say that I have dark days, frustrating days. I, I have weeks where things don't go my way. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, well, where's the love for me? You know, because all my staff, they need their love and they need their pay and they need their benefits and everything else. And I love giving it to them. But where's, where's mine? You know, where's mine? What about me? Um, but, but, you know, you have to find a way of getting that, whether it's self-love or a supportive wife, uh, you know, like I have, or a supportive husband or um, a really good peer group or a mastermind really helps. I run masterminds and I'm in masterminds and they really help. Because when you know you're not alone, when you feel alone, it, it feels very liberating. We've got to deal with that as entrepreneurs. And I want to give that dialogue more. You know, it's not all roses. Uh, okay, um, number nine then is you transcend what people say and think about you, i.e. the feedback, the rejection, the criticism, the hate, the trolling. You're not necessarily going to love it, um, but you'll deal with it. You'll build this sort of uh, wall. Um, I've turned it into almost, again, like a sadistic, sadomasochistic. Um, I love it when people reject me. I love it when they get critics, trolls and haters. I love it. I love it when people say uh, I can't get this thing done. I'm never going to achieve or amount to anything. When people say I'm crazy, I absolutely love it. I feed off that. So when a lot of entrepreneurs start, 
they um, have the opposite of that. One little post on Facebook in there under their video or post, and like, oh, my life's over. And, you know, I've definitely had those moments. Um, but you transcend what they think because you know what you're doing is right and you feed off all energy. You feed off positive energy, you feed off negative energy. You feed off feedback, you feed off criticism, you feed off praise, you feed off it all. You take that rejection, that criticism, and you get motivated by it and you take that energy that goes inwards and you point it outwards. And on that note, before I do the final one, um, this energy uh, of pointing it outwards, I think, is a really big thing. So the loneliness, um, you, you know, the self-doubt, the will this work? I'm not making money. How long is it going to last? The unpredictability of being an entrepreneur. If you store that inwards, i.e. you suppress it, you repress it, you don't discuss it, you don't express it. Um, my podcasts, as you can probably notice, this is quite therapeutic for me shouting at you, uh, but my podcasts and having masterminds and really good friends who are worth a lot of money and have got big, biz- bigger businesses than me and have had the experience and go, Rob, calm down. This is how it is. All of that is a way for me to express and have the catharsis and the active therapy of everything I store inwards. So take all the things that you store in and point them back out. Another great thing to do is when you take the pain of anything that I've mentioned um, is to then go and give it out in love to your customers and clients. So if I'm having a fairly hard time in any ways, um, I will one, contextualize it knowing it's a first world problem. And two, I'll go, okay, well, if I'm feeling this energy, why don't I point it into my customers and clients? So if I'm bored and frustrated, I'll go and do an ask me anything for an hour or two. I'll go and do some random 10, 15 minute calls. Um, that will solve my boredom and frustration. That will take the energy that's bubbling inside and making me sort of eat my own hands and it'll go and give it out to the community. And I find that's a great thing to do. And, and then it revitalizes me and it gives you this virtual, virtual cycle of energy. So take all that criticism, rejection, um, or, or you're a nutter, you're crazy, what are you doing, the, even the family, and just send it out to the world and use it to motivate you. Uh, and then number 10 is you convert a passion into a profession, a problem into a solution, or a pain into a product. Uh, and, and employees don't. They take what other people have done of that, other professions, solutions and products, and then they execute. But the entrepreneur converts idea into income, passion into profession, problem into solution, uh, and inner pain into outer product. All right. Wow, I'm sweating doing this. It's like a sauna in this garage. Um, All right. So I'm going to now um, summarize everything I did because I know a lot of people have tuned in live, but not at the start. Um, So I've done a heck of a lot of research. I spent 12 years working out the entrepreneur's mindset. I've intentionally waited this long to do a piece of content on the entrepreneur's mindset because a lot of people use flippant words. Um, and I want to give it more depth and meaning. So the official meaning is a person who sets up businesses or a business to take on financial risk in the hope of profit. That's the official term. Uh, The real world definition, I believe, is an entrepreneur solves problems for profit and growth. They create products, services and solutions that matter, make a difference and make money. You take personal private sector responsibility to produce, engage in commerce, hire, lead, manage, innovate, and continually improve a user experience. The 10 traits of the entrepreneur's mindset are, and I'm summarizing now, so if you haven't heard me go into the detail, you need to watch or listen to this again. Increased appetite for risk, number one. Prepare to be uncomfortable, therefore explore the unknown, and therefore try and predict the future is number two. And you could call that vision, same sort of thing, uh, but a little bit more detail in that because people use the word vision very um, flippantly. Three, they strive for growth and progress. They might not love it. It might be painful, but they strive for growth and progress. Sometimes they turn it into an enjoyment, a need. 
and they balance the pain of the challenge with the victory of the growth and the solution, almost in a sadomasochistic enjoyment of problems. You know, think of the hacker, the coder, who gets excited because he's got three days of and three nights of coding to solve this big algorithm. That's how I try and see problems as an entrepreneur. Number four, you're prepared to test, tweak and experiment rather than be a perfectionist. You're prepared to fail to succeed. Number five, you're prepared not to know it all yet, to be forever a student, to continually learn, to embrace and seek feedback, to start now and get perfect later. Number six, you develop self-awareness, honest awareness of your strengths and confidence and conviction and courage, but honest assessment of your weaknesses with uh, humility uh, of of a student and then outsourcing and fixing uh, and um, and, 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 and those and only using your time and investment in the, th- the, the areas you have of strength. And number seven, embracing letting go, leveraging, hiring, leading and not interfering, uh, scaling up, um, not doing admin, etc. cetera, uh, not get involved in small tasks to stop you from doing the big tasks. And number eight, you deal with being or feeling alone, your inner doubt, your turmoil and your inadequacies. You deal with them, you transcend them, you master them and you find ways to outgrow them with mentorships, masterminds, uh, with putting your energy outwards into community and giving love to, to, to feed, increasing your own inner self-worth. Nine, you transcend what people say and think about you. Um, everyone thinking you're crazy, getting loads of rejection, getting criticism, getting trolls, getting haters. You transcend the pain and turn it into motivation, even enjoyment. Uh, it, make, it makes you step up. You feed off it. And then number 10, you convert idea into income, passion into profession, problem to solution and inner pain to outer product to service to solution. All right. Wow. That's 20 minutes. Um, thanks for tuning in. I hope you found that useful. If you think there anyone, anyone, if you think there's anyone out there who is an entrepreneur, wants to be an entrepreneur, or needs a bit of motivation or support in what can be um, a lonely uh, endeavor, what can be takes longer than you wish, is harder than you wanted, but is so rewarding. And the freedom and the money and the control and the importance and the direction and the, the choice and the ability to pivot and, and all of that is the upside, which I love. So please share this with anyone if you think that they need any of this. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Hi, it's Rob, and I just want to say thank you. I also have some gifts for you, so stay with me. Um, But thank you for being a follower of my podcast. Um, I hope you get good content. Uh, I don't expect all of my episodes to be right for you because I make them for sort of specific niches. Um, But hopefully somewhere along the line, you've got some good value. I want to also let you know that you really help me because my podcast is also therapy. It's catharsis for me because, you know, running a business and juggling multiple streams of income and trying to raise a family and a world number one golfer and stay sane and everything else. You have to take a lot in the day from people, from critics, from staff, events that happen that you maybe want to blurt about, shout about, react to. But you you learn to manage yourself because you realize that if you just say everything you think, then you're going to have no business and no friends. Uh, And so my podcast is almost a way of getting all of that out. Everything I learn or everything that I repress and hold in. I used to do that when I was young, except I'd repress it and hold it in and then have this massive meltdown. And now I just get to rant on these podcasts. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, you get some value out of it. So I want you to know that you helped me too. So thank you. Uh, If there's one common thing, 
in the hundreds of thousands of people I've spoke to or helped or coached or mentored in the last 12 years. And this transcends property, business, personal development, mindset, any sort of enterprise. It is that most people know what they've got to do, but they're not doing it or they're struggling to do it. Now, I think a lot of the information you hear, hopefully not from me, but much of the information out there, you've heard before. Uh, and often I'm just repackaging content I learned from a mentor or my experience of something that's been done before. So the reality is you probably know a lot of what you need to do and a lot of the skills and actions that you need to take. So why aren't you doing it? Well, um, one of my favorite sayings, which is thousands of years old, is to know and not to do is not to know. Simple, but very wise. And that's exactly why I wrote my brand new book, Start Now, Get Perfect Later. I want to celebrate the launch with you being a podcast listener uh, with some special gifts. So I have three. Two of them are if you get the audio book before launch day, i.e. in pre-launch, or by the end of launch day. And then one of them is a special bonus for everyone, just in case you're listening to this podcast and the book's already gone beyond the launch date. So uh, the bonus that everyone gets is my book, Routine Equals Results, also on audio as a two-for-one. So lots of people ask me, ask me for Routine Equals Results on audio. They didn't know I had this special thing in the, um, you know, up my sleeve, which is I've actually put Start Now, Get Perfect Later, and routine equals results. We've taken out some of the duplication because they're like a brother and sister book. And both of them are in the Start Now, Get Perfect Later Audible listing. So go to Audible now, get search Start Now, Get Perfect Later, or follow the link bit.ly forward slash S-N-G-P-L, Start Now, Get Perfect Later, S-N-G-P-L. GPL and you get the two but essentially get two books for the price of, of one. It's not advertised but that's what the content is. But if you get the audiobook on launch day or before launch day, the first 256 will go in a private accountability WhatsApp group with me. Um, where you get me, my mobile number, keeping you accountable in your business and personal goals. Um, but once the 256 are done, that's it, because you can't get any more in a WhatsApp group. That's the limit. Um, but I will give everyone also a six-month online business coaching program with me. And so I tested an online um, personal coaching program, which went down quite well. I'm going to give you, this is the first time I've ever run a six-month online business coaching program. I'll give it you completely for free, just for getting Start Now, Get Perfect Later on Audible. So go to Audible now um, or bit.ly forward slash S-N-G-P-L. Get your book, get your bonuses. And once again, thank you very much for being a follower of my work. I'm really grateful to you.